What's up, everyone? If you were wondering how I've done this podcast, it's based off the Anchor. All you have to do is unload the Anchor app. And even better, guys, it's free. You could also possibly be getting paid to do this. I mean, all you got to do is just download the app. Speak your mind. If you ever dreamed of making a podcast or just anything, let your voice be heard. You can also be known on Spotify, Apple, or anything download. Just go on the Anchor app. up everyone thank y'all for joining me with buzzing with marlo i am warren marlo y'all it's one more day it's almost friday when this will be published it will be friday so i hope everyone's had a good week i hope everyone's just done the best they can out of this i mean it's almost friday that's all i can say it's almost friday you're almost there to the weekend when you hear this beautiful voice it is there and guess what you probably will start the weekend or you will just start off the fresh day hearing his voice. I mean, hey, either way, I think it's a good idea. I mean, you know, whatever. But I hope everyone's having a good day. It's almost a weekend. Let's let's finish it out. Put in the best work that you can to get to that, that glorious weekend. Uh, today, I am joined with my friend Marcus Jerry. Uh, me and Marcus currently work with each other. Uh, Marcus was... When I first started doing this podcast, Marcus was asking me about things about it and and got it to a point to where now Marcus has actually officially started his own podcast. He hasn't fully published or debuted his podcast yet, but he is already in the works of it. Marcus has also been recording. He's been doing everything he can to get this podcast together. So I thought, you know what, today, why not? Let's talk about it. Let's get him out there. So... Today, we're going to talk to a guy that literally is going to start a podcast. Uh, I mean, it's really cool to find out that I kind of helped him, inspire him to actually want to do this podcast. I mean, for anyone. And and I, it's not a real hard subject to do. It's not a real fun. I mean, honestly, it's a real fun thing for me. I'm having a blast doing these. I'm learning so much every episode. I'm learning just from every single person that I've done this with so far and i mean it's just so much fun it's just a good outlet it's just a good positive vibe people just be able to express their own opinions not being told no this is not right oh yes this is good this is wrong whatever i mean you're just addressing your opinion that's what i feel like it needs to be said and done so today when i talk to marcus jerry we're going to talk about just 
what made him want to start a podcast? What what inspired him? What is the podcast going to entitle? Uh, what is uh what's going to be the buzz of that? I mean, let's throw my little slogan in there. What's the buzz, you know? So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about just the hot topic in the world today. So it's going to be a little touchy at times, but hey, I think it needs to be said. And me and Marcus are going to bring it to you the way that we think it should. The way we believe what what needs to be said. And uh, we're also going to finish it off just talking about sports and just family and life. So when we come back, we will be joined with my boy, Marcus Jerry. All right. I am here with Marcus Jerry. What is up, my friend? Nothing, man. Sitting in the house with the fam. Relaxing. Right, ain't that nice? <laughs> Just put my daughter to bed. It is so peaceful. <laughs> yeah, it's good to get up peace and quiet sometimes. All right, man. Let's start from the beginning. What has made you want to start a podcast? Well, talking to you about yours, and <laughs> you know that was a big jump. You know, really, you explained it to me about, you know, how you got started. And I really was been thinking about it, kind of procrastinating mm-hmm. on it. Really didn't jump out there in the waters, but I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So it was just a big thing with me going ahead and just jumping out and doing it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so is your podcast just going to be about specific things or everything? I think everything. I'm... I'm going to talk about whatever's going on in the world, sports, Mm -hmm. music, religion, marriage, uh, stuff that's on social media, you know, day by day, whatever the hot topic is, just covering all grounds and trying to do one-on-one interviews with people too. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, (laughs) I love doing the one-on-ones a little bit better than just by myself. Because I feel like I'm normal. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely going to start up. I know people have been asking numerous times, hey, when are you going to do one just yourself again? I mean, I just love doing more than just with more than one person. That's one reason why I started doing a podcast, just to just let people's voices be here. And not only just people, just have a good conversation and, and show people, hey, this is not a famous celebrity. This ain't a famous athlete or whatever, but if they're trying to pursue that, at least you're seeing them from the beginning till when they get there, then it'd be like, Hey, Oh, okay. So this is what they had to do. This is what, what they're looking at doing. And it's just, it's amazing. All the feedbacks that we begin. And I appreciate that. Uh, nice little shout out you gave me for the uh, podcast ideas. And the one thing I will say is a little bit more different than mine you threw the marriage part in. I'm. I don't know how I could do with talking about the marriage standpoint. I would definitely need a professional out there for that. So if I ever do an episode about marriage, it would be with a very good professional. Because yeah, I've been married, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I can be a pain. I've been married huh? going on. I've been married going on eleven years now. So you got more experience than mine. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I just I just know that, you know, a lot of friends and stuff, uh, people around just ask questions and people that's getting mm-hmm. married or people that been married, 
and me and my wife oh, yeah. talk about a lot of things. So I know that with the podcast, if it it all comes, it out, me and her can sit down and have our conversations on the podcast, and it'll always work. Uh, that, that's a good way to that's a good way to put it. Real good way. Uh, I was telling you right now, we could actually just start talking about it. I think marriage has changed so much to what we used to be raised on and what we grew up on. I mean, I'm only 29 years old, but when I first think of marriage, I'm thinking of someone that you just can't live without, someone that you know for a fact has has made you want to complete yourself, makes you want to just basically say, okay, there's no one else out there for me. This person is who I want to be with. But now we see on TV, social media, everything, just we have so much distractions that actually cause problems between marriage. And I mean, it's not always kids. It's not always the younger generation that's also messing the marriage standpoint up. It's just we have so many excuses that rises more higher than I believe what we believe that marriage is about. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that the difference between the older generation is, is a lot of those people got married and stayed together all this time because they felt like um, we got kids together, you're going to be mm-hmm. with me. That was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. As it got older, you know, you had more options, more things. And I think that a lot of people rush into marriage. You know, it's just, oh, I want to be married. I want to be with somebody. But you got to you gotta really want to be with that person, really love that person. Like you said, really feel like I can't live without this person. Then, at the same time, you got to realize this is a job. Marriage is not easy. There's nothing easy about it. So I think a lot of people I, think just because they stay down and get married, things is going to change for the everything's going to be great. It's never going to be great. That's, that's the one thing people got to realize. Regardless, yeah, a wedding is nice. I won't lie. It, it's probably one of the beautiful, most beautiful things I can tell you to see. Yeah. But it's like a chapter book. You get to – well, I mean, one thing about me and my wife, we basically lived with each other before we got married. So it was just kind of like, okay, now we're just making it more official that – now it's not – because you know how like it used to be back in the day, you had to be married before you moved in with somebody, or at least engaged, which yeah. I did that part. But I didn't really have to worry about seeing major differences after I got married with my wife because I've already been around her. Yeah. And I mean, not saying that's the best way to go, but I mean, it's nothing that was really different for me. I believe it or not, I've had some bad relationships in my past. I had a really bad relationship. Like you said, people believe that they had to get married to someone when they had kids with. And I had a very bad past about that with my first son. And I never thought I was ever going to get married. I never thought I was going to get engaged. I didn't think any of that was in my future. The one I'm married to right now completely changed that because... I think the way I will say this, the way that I really realize, okay, maybe (laughs) marriage is a a thing maybe in the future for me is 
just how well this woman did with my son and just showing me that, hey, there is bad people out there, but there's also good. And honestly, patience is a virtue. And I mean, that's either said and done, but that word really, it really assembled what my marriage is now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my wife had to be very patient with me. When she first started dating me, I was in, I was just in the beginning of that person of that professional wrestling uh, gig. And it was very tough, especially for her to be with me at that time, because I was never home. I was never, I was basically almost four or five areas away from even close near her. We'd just be on phone more than anything. <laughs> and I had to work. <laughs> so I was really never there around her. So uh, we had to spend a lot of time just basically making our schedule empty enough for us to start being together. And <laughs> maybe that's another reason why we moved in so quickly together because that was the only time we really spent time together. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like that. I mean, I think me and my wife, we stayed together. We we lived together before we got married. We mm -hmm. lived together, got pregnant with my first child. So we was together, staying together for about five years before we got married. And I think that was the biggest jump was moving mm -hmm. in together. Because, you know, that's when you find out everything about a person when you move in with somebody. You ain't lying. So <laughs> that was the biggest jump. And once you can deal with that, then the marriage stuff gets easier. But yeah. it still is a, like I say, it's a job. It's still things we work on. It's still things we're not perfect at. And it's still things we have to fix. But I, I, I tell a lot of people, you have to. No clock out switch. Basically. It's yourself. There's no clock out punch. Oh, yeah. It's no, it's no, no time off. There's no clock out. There's no breaks. There's no vacations from it. You always got to. <laughs> Can't get the protective PTO in this one. <laughs> <laughs> You got to figure out how to make it work. But the big, that's the biggest thing. You have to figure out how to make it work for y'all. What works for us might not work for someone else. Exactly. That's what you have to figure out. What works for you? What works for you and your wife and your relationship? That's the biggest thing. When you figure out what works for y'all and how y'all handle problems and how y'all get through things, that makes it much easier. Because I know in certain know. situations, if me and my wife really going through a problem, sometimes I can go to one end of the house and she can be on one end of the house and we can just text each other and we can talk better that way than sitting face to face. <laughs> yeah, it believe it or not, that's the thing I do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just works. It's easy. Maybe I need my space, she need her space, so we just text over the phone and it works. Yep, I it's peaceful too because yeah. if, if you get even more matter, you can just put the phone down. Yeah. So it's not like down. it's not like nagging you, but it's just like okay, I need a breathe, so let me put the phone down, and then maybe get a couple of breaths in. Then you're like, all right, let me look at it again and try to restart this conversation, see if we can do something out of it. Yeah. And sometimes it works, and then sometimes it's like, uh, why are you ignoring me? And then it's just like, oh, uh, click. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think it, it, it makes it easier because it gives both of y'all a chance to talk and get your point across. You know how sometimes yeah. she might have something to say, but I might be over-talking her and she can't get her point across or vice versa. Mm -hmm. So in that situation, I I can't really say what I want to say until she responds to what the last thing I said or until she say what she got to say. 
Yeah, you finally get your last word put in. <laughs> I mean, that's a big deal because yeah. that's usually how an argument really starts because it's just somebody wants to say, hey, <laughs> I'm getting that word in. Uh, will you let me finish? Like, my wife has gotten to that point where she gets mad at me. It's mad at me. And I'm just sitting there. I'm. She'll ask me a question. And you know those uh, TV shows or those movies that there's those crazy women that are just sitting there yelling at you, but they're yelling questions at you but they're yeah. answering for you. And it's just like, I'm just staring at her, just like nodding my head because I'm like, I'm not getting anything out of here. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, let me just say hi. Let me say one word just so I feel strong in this conversation. Because right now, my manlyhood just keeps getting, like, just knocked more down further. And it's like, I'm barely standing for a moment. And it's just like, I'm hoping she storms off soon. Because then I'm going to say, fine, just get one word in and then I'll be proud. That's like that's like that game game shot moment right there. It's like, ha, I finally got a word in. <laughs> and I think I think that in our my relationship, it might be the other way around. I have the tendency to overtalk my wife or cut her off when she's getting a point across. So I have to learn to sit back, just relax, let her say what she got to say. You know, so I will say this, on that. when you are starting your podcast, we have had this conversation. You have to be open-minded. Yes. And that's one thing about, that's one thing I've learned from doing the podcast. Everyone's got an opinion. We had this conversation at work and I was really excited about having this talk with you. And I kind of had to stop you from the talk that we were having at work because I wanted to save it for the podcast because I knew it was going to be a good one. It was yeah. – we we have very good – I would say minds on this one. We're both on the same page on the conversations that we have been having. And, I mean, I love the fact that you said your podcast is going to be about anything. And I loved how to open it up about marriages because, honestly, like I told you when you messaged me asking me how do I like this, the marriages one stood out for me because nine times out of ten – you're getting a female's a point of view on marriage. Yeah. And I feel like the male should also have points of views because honestly, it's two in a team. Yeah. And it's never just one eye in team. And that's one person, that's one thing you gotta realize. Regardless if you played sports, whatever you've done, you gotta realize you cannot be a ball hog in marriage. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It's a team. That the marriage is the biggest sport. You have to be the biggest assist that you could possibly ever do to keep this yeah. marriage rolling. Oh, yeah. It's a team. It, that's what makes it work. I love how I could use a sports terminology. And that's yeah. one reason why I wanted to say it's a male's point of view in some things too, because I'm sure women would be like, hey, they can find a subject to actually relate to it and they can understand it. Because yeah. sometimes there's some stuff that they explain to us and we're just sitting there like that has nothing to do what we're what what we are or what we've been or the arguments we've had. Like what it came up with this. This I'm pretty sure everyone can realize. An assist is a pass if they don't know what that means. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. You, know, <laughs> you gotta just throw the ball away sometimes. But we did have this conversation. I think we're needing to start talking about it now. With things that are going on in the world. The main topic on social medias and stuff right now, other than Will Smith and Jada Smith, 
is crazy. Uh, what do they call it? I I've been seeing a lot of funny memes about it. I kind of want to just uh, say that, that, that entanglement. <laughs> oh, and yeah, the entanglement. Yeah. I guarantee it's going to be the word used for a lot of things now. Is the, oh, it's not cheating. It's an entanglement. Yeah, it's entanglement. And, and it's like, no, nah, that's still in my book. I guess I'm in the old school look cheating. So, yeah. I mean, but you got to think celebrities, they, they do more difference than most people because they feel like they might feel like they're more better than everyone else. And I've seen that on TV. We have seen it personally that some of them believe they're higher than most people. But the conversation I want to have with you, go ahead and address it. Uh, you talking about the Drew Brees conversation? We can talk about that one. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we were talking about the, uh, the Drew Brees uh, situation the other day, you know. All right, let's let's start it out with this. Let's start with this. How do you feel about the Drew Brees conversation? I first thing, I don't feel no difference towards Drew Brees. I'm still a fan. I'm still a fan of him. I think he's one of the greatest quarterbacks. It's one of the biggest underrated quarterbacks too. Totally agree. And I've been hearing a lot of people asking if that's my big brother. Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all kind of favorite. Oh my gosh, you don't know how many times I get that. Oh, actually, I've been called Kurt Warner also, so I'm getting <laughs> hey, I can, a little bit more. I can see that too. <laughs> but go ahead, bud. But um, with the Drew Brees situation, you know, I think that first thing I believe that that was his his how he felt. He put his feelings out, so you, I can't get mm-hmm. nobody to put their feelings out. That's how he felt. You know, we're not – and we're not – I don't think, in my point of view, I'm not mad at him for what he said. I just want him to be open-minded. Open-minded. What our situation is. We want you to be behind us. I, be, I believe that when Drew Brees went through his situation and he was hurt, teams ain't want to pick him up. As a fan, I was behind him. Like, that's wrong. That's Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. Give him a chance. We know, you know, so now – the situation's flipped, you know, we're talking about the Colin Kaepernick and the kneeling thing. Be open-minded to it. Don't just come mm-hmm. out and say anything. Really do your research and and see what it's really about. And I believe that in his situation, he's a professional. He's Drew Brees. So I felt like at the end of the day, he could find a way to get in touch with Colin Kaepernick personally and talk to the man and see, why was you kneeling? Let me get your facts and opinion. I don't want to go by what everybody else said. This is what you were kneeling for. Or this was out here in the social media. Let me talk to you, mm-hmm. man. Let me see what was your perspective, why you were kneeling. Maybe I can get an open mind to it and a different feel for it. All right. Let me let me cut you off on that for a sec. How were you how did you feel when you first saw the Colin Kaepernick kneeling? When I seen the Kaepernick kneeling and knew what it was for, I felt like it was a it was a stand. It was something that needed to be done. No, before before it was all explained or anything, when you first saw him do it. Oh, when I first did you saw him see, when I kind of see the reason out of that? When I first saw him do it, like when I seen him talking about it, because I didn't I don't even think I seen that a game. I didn't see it like live. Oh, I saw it on Sports Center. I didn't see yeah, I didn't even yeah. see the game. I didn't see the game. I seen it on Sports Center and they were talking about it. So 
I really didn't feel no type of way. I didn't feel like he was in the flag or nothing. I didn't feel no type of way. I was like, oh, he's kneeling. What are he kneeling for? Then when the I break thought was hurt on, first. Huh? You thought it was hurt? I thought he might have I thought he was hurt or something. I mean I mean you gotta be funny out of it because yeah, honestly, it was- me being honest on this, I know I asked you on this, but me coming from a military family, I have got my father my father was in the navy my grandfather was in the air force my brother was in the army luckily i was the only one that wasn't in the military probably better shape all of them but we're gonna cut that part out but my thing is on the kneeling part uh colin kaepernick has not had the best seasons since he played in the super bowl so i was constantly thinking like okay why are you kneeling on some things because i thought he was possibly hurt because I've seen – I remember when I was in high school and stuff, I used to chew gum, and I would just stare at my opponent while the national anthem's going. That was just like that cool little pump-up moment, and you're just like, man, I can't wait till this goes. So this it's go time. It's go time. Yeah. And I was thinking maybe Colin was hurt or something. But then we just threw so much media at this. We threw it at it. And you know what? We're going to go right into this. So the media throws right into it to make more make more attention to it. The yeah. NFL did not like the exposure off the get-go. They did not. And we didn't have Collins' explanation at first until the end of the game. So when he's made this comment, I'm sitting there thinking for the longest time, and I've even said it on my past episodes, I felt like he was trying to get attention. I felt like he felt like he was not in the spotlight anymore. Because that season, when he went to the Super Bowl, that man was on the video game, the magazines, the TV shows, the ads. I mean, you saw anything and everything of Colin Kaepernick. And I felt like he – I think he was, like, in that bubble that I was like, oh, my God, they forgot about it. Oh, my gosh. Like, I got to do something to make – to get that exposure. Yeah. Exactly. I felt that way for a while because I just saw – like how you said, do research and stuff. Colin Kaepernick was not having the best seasons. After that Super Bowl, he really fell off. I really thought Colin Kaepernick was going to blow past the next year, and it did not happen. Uh, the 49ers went really low for a while, and I was sitting there thinking, like, man, I, I was kind of constantly thinking of it. I was like, and the same people that were sitting here saying this movement, this movement, this movement were bashing Colin Kaepernick on social media. Yeah. That's where I'm having the thing like, oh my gosh. Because with me being a wrestler and stuff, I'm thinking, this is a work. Like, this is BS. Like, this is not real what's going on. And then we get more explanation with it. And we still see Colin Kaepernick pursuing something out of this. Yes. So my point of my point on this whole thing, knowing that a lot of people say my opinion doesn't matter, my opinion don't do this. First and foremost, I am not a racist. Secondly, I will never raise my kids to hate somebody because of their color or anything. Because I did, I got more black friends than I ever had on white. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. In high, I remember before in high school, I was labeled the wigger, like. I was the guy that was wearing the two pairs of shorts with jean shorts because I loved John Cena when I was a kid. 
Like, my motto was, I look like John Cena, but have the looks of Randy Orton. That's how I lived my life until I got in high school because I just got tired of being labeled the wigger. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to start wearing Aeropostale and stuff and prove these people wrong. So I kind of felt like that kind of peer pressure at that time on, on some scenarios because I was also told that girls thought I was really cute, but I kind of dressed a different way. So I was just like, hmm, huh, okay. But I think that that example can go into this. Uh, I feel like my honest opinion on this whole scenario, we even had this conversation at work. I feel like everyone is being told to be quiet. I think everyone is being told to follow a program, to follow a machine. Like when me and you were first born, whatever, we were told to stand for the national anthem. Yeah, we were told to put our right hand over our heart and be in silence and listen to the national anthem. Yeah, or always say the pledge of allegiance in high or men in school. And I still believe we should do that. But here's my thing on this: we need to let people, like how I said from the beginning, how to start a podcast. You have to be open-minded. We have to start letting people's voices be heard. We have to start, first of all, going, what's your point of view? What's, what's your reason behind this? Even if it's bad, just let them speak. Yeah. And I feel like this is now being a game changer for sports. This is being a game changer for everything because, I mean, with the coronavirus and everything, we're being told to wear masks. We're supposed to be the country of freedom, the land of the free. Yeah. We're supposed to have our choice. It's supposed to be our choice for things in life. Right now, we are being told what to do. Like, I don't remember, I mean, what they want to say, white privileges or anything. I don't remember ever being told exactly what to do unless I'm in my own house where my mom and my dad were telling me something or where a grown-up was telling me something. And now it's just like, Wow. I'm not very polit. I don't like politics at all. I'm being very honest with you. I don't like do, what kind of class I would say. I'm saying I'm kind of Republican just because I believe some of them are more right than what the Democrats are. But I mean, I'm not voting for either one because I just don't. I don't know much about them. So why would I vote for somebody that I don't know anything about? Even if I do research, there's something bad about everyone. That's getting yeah. put in a White House. There's yeah. something bad about anyone that is in the government. But are we shaming them from the get-go going from what they've done in the past? No, I feel like this generation right now is wanting an, a, just an excuse just to get mad at somebody, just an excuse just to say, hey, this person is not better than me. And I feel like we're just playing a we're, – we're in the generation completely of we're an excuse. We're, we have to have an excuse for everything in life now. Yeah. And I feel like that is why we're at where we're at right now. Like that craft between Will and Jada. We would shame somebody if that was a normal person that was cheating on someone. But we're calling it an entanglement because they're celebrities. But I, I mean, I, I really think that for them it's harder because they're in the spotlight. Because... Is that versus and like how they said it was a long time ago, yeah. and they were shocked that it just started. 
that you, tells like, you people are just gonna sit here and find something bad about somebody. Yeah, they they're they're living that spotlight. They're in the spotlight all the time. So what they're doing is open up ten times more than a normal person. If it's a normal person, we're gonna talk about it, say stuff. You know, you want to say stuff out. behind, and then you're gonna say, "Oh, well, that's what they want to do. That's what they do." Okay, we done with. It. But since they're exactly. and it's in the public, it's in the press, it's always talked about. We're gonna post it on social media. We're yeah. gonna, and uh, we want back to the Colin Kaepernick thing. If Colin yes. Kaepernick came out in the beginning when he took a knee, if the press and stuff wouldn't have boosted it up, it would have been Colin Kaepernick took a knee for the national anthem. Boom, done with, and it would have been nothing else to be said. It's mm-hmm. one man out of all these NFL players, they would have took a knee. Well, nothing else would have been said. They would have left it alone. People wouldn't have said nothing. Some you would have had mm-hmm. a few chatters saying, why he taking a knee? Oh, is he trying to, you know, is he trying to get some attention or something? And then it'd been done. Exactly. The press blew it up. You had it was talked about every day. After that game, mm-hmm. it was talked about, talked about, talked about, talked about so much that it it, it blew up. Everybody had an opinion about it. But mm-hmm. you know. It was just done. He did something like a silent protest. He was just doing something. He didn't. He didn't boast out. He didn't go out and say, "I'm taking this knee for this." He he just did it in silence because before, yes. like we was talking the other day, before before we even knew he was taking the knee, he was just sitting down doing the nothing else. He was like, he yeah. was gonna stand up, and like you said, a green beret came to him and told him, "Hey, it'd be more respectable if you take a knee." When he was sitting down, he did it probably. Plenty of games before we didn't know about it. It never was said anything about it. It never blew up because the camera was never on him. The camera wasn't on him. The spotlight wasn't on him. But as soon as he took a knee and the spotlight went on him, then it became a big thing. After after yeah. it became a big thing and they talked about it and he explained why he was doing it. For me, as a black man, I understand it. You know, like you said, mm-hmm. we was taught as kids stand up for our national anthem, pitch. You know, be quiet, do this. Say the pledge allegiance to the flag, you know, and like you were saying about the mask, we are the land of the free, so we shouldn't be told what to do. But in my situation, in my background, I was always, we wasn't never really free. We was always told what to do. It was always certain things we could and couldn't do, you know, or things I couldn't say or things I'm going to get punished more for for being black than the next person. Mm -hmm. So by we, you know, it's a march going on, this protest, you know, people doing it because we had never felt like we was 100% free. We never got to all the freedoms that we was promised. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of things that go on in the communities and stuff that that is wrong. Yeah, It's out there now, and I think Corona kind of slowed it down and opened everybody's eyes to it now. Now, people can be still long enough and see what's going on so now they're saying, oh, that's what that's going, that's what was happening. They was, they are getting treated wrong. Mm-hmm. They, they, they're not getting did right. Some of this stuff is wrong. Because as a kid, yeah. like you say, we grew up as a kid, you was taught right for right, wrong for wrong. You wasn't, you know, like you said, I wasn't taught to be racist. I don't hate no white people. I don't have no people that I hate. You know, only people I dislike is the person that did me wrong. So mm-hmm. right by me, right by you, you respect me, I'm gonna respect you. That's just how it is. But if I see something happening wrong to you, I'm gonna say something is wrong. You shouldn't do that. Yep. And you know, vice versa. <laughs> so I, I totally agree. With that with that situation, yes. And 
Um, the Kaepernick thing when it first started, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think he was doing it for publicity or getting, you know, get get back in the spotlight because I felt like he was still a good quarterback. I, I think his situation, I felt like his situation was changing because they fired Jim Harbaugh and they were changing him to be something he wasn't. They wanted him to, he, he was always, you know, a read option, mobile type quarterback. That's what he did best. And when they tried to change the offense and make him stay in the pocket and be something different, I think that changed his game. And that's why I think he was not having the same type seasons. And he wasn't having as a great year and the 49ers wasn't doing good because they was messing up the organization. They, they tried to change the offense. They tried to change Kaepernick. They got rid of Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh turned the whole team around. How you going to get rid of this guy? He turned the team around. He he took y'all from they was you know as I know the Forty Nine ers was trash at one point. Oh yeah, going to the. Well, I mean, for me being a Jaguars fan, I can't really say anything about trash. <laughs> well, I'm a Redskins fan, so I can't do too much talking either. But uh, if, if if the coach that come in and turn my team around. If you fire that coach, then I'm gonna be looking like you don't want to win. We winning mm-hmm. with this guy, you know. Like I mean, I believe you was taught when I was taught as a kid. What they say: if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. So I just I feel like we we feel like we need to change everything. I feel like, I mean, we're going back to the talk that we've been at, but I feel like with teams now, they feel like okay, we didn't we didn't get what we want, so obviously we need a new coach. Changing a coach every year is not the answer not because answer. that means it messes up formations. It messes up the way you've been coached last season because of maybe the way you were coached last season just needs a little bit of an upgrade. Yeah. But when you go and put a brand new coach in, it's like starting all the way back down again. It's like starting back down to square one, and it's like you're completely clueless. It's like your mind is so going in so many ways. It's like – Okay, what are we gonna do now? Like yeah. last year we did this. Now you're telling me to do this, and like I don't know which side to pick. The biggest thing I'll say with with what we're talking about now, I feel like when you play in professional sports, I feel like you have to go by how they go. You have, and I'm not just saying about NFL. I'm not just saying about the NBA. I'm talking about everything as a professional standpoint. You have to follow the machine. I feel like if you don't do what they're told, what they're telling you to do, you're, you're a bad that. person. Yeah, that's how and they look at you. When I first started, this is my problem with the whole thing. We're so into this now. We're so into the protest now. We're so into what's going on now. We were bashing Colin three years ago. We were bashing Colin two years ago. We were bashing Colin that year that he did this. And this ain't just white people that were doing it. And my biggest problem with that whole scenario was the teammates, the players that were doing the same thing, they didn't do it that, that whole season after Colin did that. They didn't do it until the following season and why weren't they getting in trouble? You did when have some. Saying, you did have some get in trouble. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, but they're saying that these guys got fined. But why did they not lose their job like Colin lost his job? 
And you had I a couple felt, of players that I know Antonio Camardi lost his because of that. He kneeled overseas. Well, he went overseas yeah. and kneeled. And he said yeah. after the game, it was over. His whole career was over. He didn't he they, they he, he lost mm-hmm. his job. Lost his yep. job. But here like like how we're saying though, we only know of the stuff that we are showed. Yeah. Yep. We have to research this stuff. And this is what I'm talking about. Like, I mean, coming from me and with you, we had a very good conversation about this. And it wasn't like where you were so upset with me calling me a racist and you were ready to fight. You went, you're right. We just need our voices heard. That's what the problem is, what we're begging for. This is what we're asking for, our voices to be heard. When we say equally, that means I want to be able to say what I want to say and not be told, don't say that. Yeah. Not worry and about that's where losing my job is exactly. a consequence behind it because I have my own opinion. And that's I think that's a lot of what exactly. my my podcast is gonna be about. It's is mm-hmm. I have an opinion and you have an opinion. Don't mean I'm right and you're wrong or you're right and I'm wrong. We both can be right. Mm-hmm. Just we just wanna get your word out, get your opinion out, how you feel on it, you know. It's agree to disagree. And and with a lot of things, like I said, if I'm going to do it, anything locally in the community, I want to sit down with that person so they can give their actual facts. Because that's the only, like you said, it's the only way we're going to, if, if nobody never sits down with Colin Kaepernick and, and get his point of view away, you will never know the facts. You're going to hear everybody outside. Oh, this is what it was for. This is what it was for. This is what it was for. No. Let me hear it come out the horse's mouth. What? Let him say what it was. Let him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. I totally agree with you on that. But here's my thing also on this. The media, we put so much into the just showing him kneeling. We never put going back there and talking to him. Not just doing a one-on-one talk and saying, hey, what's going on in your mind? But no, we got people literally just going, shame on you. Shame on you for doing this. And I was one of them at first. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say I didn't think it was offensive because, like I said, I have family that was in the military. My wife had a father that was in the military. But we realized... I have to understand where you're coming from. That's what you're saying. Like, like, okay, I understand that. Because at the same time as you saying that, I got an uncle that lives out in California. He retired from the Navy. Mm-hmm. And at first, before he, you know, knew what it was for, he said the same thing. He was like, mm-hmm. that's disrespectful. I totally agree with you on that. Because what we were what what we were always raised on was respect what we have. Respect for what somebody has given us. And to be honest with you, if it weren't for the men and women serving us, fighting for us, we probably wouldn't be having what we're having. We probably wouldn't be able to have the, the fights that we're having on social media now. Because, I mean, they're putting their lives and everything on at risk and stuff for them. But we realized that this was not the reason. And it pains me in six it was really sick into my stomach. My wife can be an example of tell somebody for my proof on this. I was sick to my stomach when I saw these videos 
of the Floyd incident, the Arbery incident, because I've been in that area. I knew that area was probably not the best area in Brunswick, Georgia. Uh, and I've seen stuff like this happen before. And I, like I said, I, I have more black friends than I have a white. And I've seen it personally, first at hand and stuff. And I mean, it's, it's sick. I realized it was not about the military. It was not about colors fighting military. And when we realized that that was not the case, everyone started coming as one. But I feel like a lot of people were just coming in there with anger. And I mean, it's kind of like a punching bag. I mean, you've used this terminology before. And professional wrestling is a little bit different than boxing. You have to sit there and and let somebody hit you in the face as many times as they needed to hit you. Granted, sometimes, yes, it could be a little bit lighter, but nine times out of ten, a lot of people get a little bit carried away in front of, like, thousands of people. So it's kind of like, oh, I didn't realize I hit you that hard. I'm sorry, man. Like... (laughs) But it's kind of like that terminology. We were sitting there, and, I mean, they followed the program as much as they could. And then enough is enough. I mean, that's the way to put it. Enough is enough. But I, and I, think, I think that, um, like you're saying, you got to get punched in the face sometimes. You have to taste it. So, me, I think it made me respect Kaepernick a lot more. Mm-hmm. Because he took a lot of scrutiny. He took a lot of you know, people talking about him, their opinions, and he never once just jumped out there on the media and stuff. No, this is what it's for. This is what I'm doing. Or Y'all won't. He never did that. He just took it. I'm going to just continue to kneel. I'm going to continue to kneel for the reasons I'm kneeling for. And you just don't, whatever your opinion is, whatever your opinion is. But I, I don't explain what it was for, and I'm going to keep going, doing what I think is right, what I think I should do. So I think that was big, even though, and I, I think he knew, and people probably told him, hey, your career is on the line with this, you know, you, you, your career is on the line, your job is on the line, and I think that's that's a big thing, too, to maybe respect him. When you're doing something you love, because, you know, he had, you, I believe he loved football, grew up loving, probably wanted to play, that was his dream, and probably still wanted to fight and try to get a Super Bowl, so as he came so close to getting it, mm-hmm. so... To, to pit something on the line that you love for a, a cause that's bigger than you, that's that's it's amazing. You know what I mean? So I think that I, I respect them a lot for that because I don't think a lot of people would have did that. And that's why a lot of people, like you said, a lot of players didn't stand behind him. A lot of players didn't stand up for him. A lot of players didn't do it to later on because – they were still they didn't want to lose their paycheck. Yeah, they didn't want to lose that paycheck. And it's anywhere you go, you know, it's just like where we work at. If exactly. somebody starts standing up for something, everybody's not going to be behind you. Because oh, no, they, no, no. You don't want to lose that paycheck. They don't want to lose that job. They're not going to take that risk. But the ones that did, I give big respect to them because that took mm-hmm. a lot. And, and you knew behind that. Sometimes it don't matter what you say you're doing stuff for or, how, or what cause. Somebody always gonna have their opinion. Somebody always gonna look back exactly. and say something. So I think you have. To I mean, that. obviously, people that are gonna listen to our episode, there's gonna be some that are gonna probably call me a racist, and there are gonna probably be some that'll be like, "Hey, you don't have no right to say what you're saying." But yeah. I feel like 
this needs to be heard because guess what? We're all American. Guess what? We all have an opinion. And guess what? We should all be able to speak it. Now, my scenario on the president and everything else, I don't believe we should bash the president for what's going on now. Honestly, we should be like, he's our president, so we should basically try to make the best of what we can do. And the media is not helping. The the pissing contest between the Democrats and the Republicans is definitely not helping. And with what they did with Floyd, Arbery, and I can't remember the other person, sorry, because I like I said, I don't really follow all this stuff. I just I just when we had the conversation, I even had trouble saying some of the people because it was way more than and that's where it enough is enough. And I totally agree with it. But I just feel like we're just using people from their past and we're judging them for what they are now. And I used to be a very bad person with that as well. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm the perfect person. I, I, don't, I don't think nobody's perfect. Me and my wife talk about this all the time. Everybody does. Everybody does. Now, how you do it, is different, you know, because me, I'm not going to get on social media and bash you and be like, yeah. oh, Marlo was wrong and he shouldn't have said this. No. But when I get home and sit down with my wife, I'm going to talk to her about it and be like, I thought he was wrong. I thought this was should have been said different. I thought this. So I'm going to still judge you, but I'm not the hot seat, like that. The hot seat will definitely be at the house. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm not going to do it like that, you know. <laughs> And, and I mean, but everybody judges. That's what happens. You know what I'm saying? It, it's going to happen. That's life. You know, but that's how I do it. I sit down and I talk to her about it. You know, or I got some close friends and we might talk in our circle just like me and you. We're going to talk about things, you know, at the job. We might judge. We're we going to have our opinion on it, but we're not on social media bashing nobody. We're not going to turn nobody down. We're not trying to make nobody feel bad. We're not throwing it in nobody's face. I think that's the biggest difference. And a lot of those people that's on social media, the ones that do get on there and stuff, them the ones that they don't have the knowledge. Yeah, and when, I, when they I don't have the courage, they want to see it to your face. Exactly. And those yes. are the ones that we're having the problems that we're having now. We're having the ones that want to go on social media and say what they want to say, but they don't have any resource to what they're saying. The ones that are sitting here sharing these memes about What's going on in the world? We're sitting there like, okay, but how many people have been posting this? How many people on your timeline has put that exact same picture and you yeah. haven't clicked on it to see what happened? To read it. Yeah, and what we, we said that one time. I said it's, it's crazy because a lot of people is going to scroll down their timeline. They're going to read the big, bold print. Oh, this is said this and that said that. And then they're going to scroll up again and that's their opinion. Oh, this was wrong. But instead of clicking on it, reading the whole story and getting the facts. No. And that's what the media is doing as well. And I'm not not just labeling certain news channels or whatever. I'm I'm saying in general the damn media. And that would be my one that will be my one cuss word for this podcast today. The damn media. Like that junk makes me sick. We are talking about say the example the coronavirus. We're sitting here saying this virus for so long, like, oh my gosh, this is the larger than life. This is a killing. It's 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 just sweeping the nation. We've never seen this before. It's been here. It's not like 
this thing just suddenly appeared here. It has been here. Yeah, it's, yeah. Called it's called the two. I think I'm getting a fever or I'm getting something sick. Now, am I making fun of it? No, because it actually is happening. But the media is making that sucker look like a Category 5 hurricane. And it's basically saying you need to evacuate and get out of here or you're gone. Like, yeah, they're making it 10 times worse. Wear a mask. Wear a mask and this is going to save you. No, it can actually mess up your breathing. It can mess up ways of you basically be able to function. Say like in a hot area that we work at right now, when we're told to be wearing this thing, you could possibly pass out with it. Yeah, you in this a, building and well, it's 110 degrees and exactly. you're talking about breathing through a mask. It, it's very hard to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. going back to what we were talking about on something, because I mean, we, we get off schedule a little a off subject a little bit, but it goes to what we're, what we're speaking. Uh, with the media standpoint, I had to explain to my eight-year-old son about what's going on because we went into the store and people just mean looked at him. Like my son, he can be a handful on some things. I mean, my kids got autism and stuff, but I'm not going to sit here and have a sad piss card about it. No, My son is a white kid that's around people and they're just looking at him because he's white. And my son will say some things that he doesn't know what's going on. So say like my son will say hi. He doesn't know what's going on in the world because he's not paying attention to everything that's going on TV. We're igniting stuff on TV, just making us more matter and matter and matter. We're not researching stuff. We're not looking at what can we do to change this. We're feeling like, oh, this is the way or either – I need to choose this because they're going to call me a racist or, or if I go this way, I'm a victim. I'm, I'm a terrible person. Like it's, we're dividing. Dividing is not the answer. When we're saying equally, that's one. When we're saying that that needs to be two fists. I mean, two fists. It don't matter what color you are. They need to be as one. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where we're having the problem at. But we're sitting here saying you need to choose this or you're the vic- or you're the enemy. How are we being equal if we're telling people make a choice? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's my problem. And you agreed with me on this. Yeah. So yeah. I, know, I know this is like a little bit of like a touchy subject on some things, but I, this is what I love about a podcast. Podcasts is I feel like people have more ideas of being open-minded to listen to people because that's what they're thinking but they're not getting to say anything it's like it's like saying in a relationship thing you see stuff that's going wrong but you're letting it hold in you're letting just what's going on and just the littlest thing like you stubbed your toe on a door on a door or something you actually did something that just a little small like an ant bite or something and it just makes you go off like it makes you just lose your dog on mine. And I think I think with that it goes both ways. I think some mm-hmm. at some point that you got some people that is gonna judge before they even get your opinion. Mm-hmm. You know? And then you got the other way around, some people is gonna give their opinion and people still gonna say they're wrong. So I think, yeah, yeah like like you said, it takes 
be open-minded. Sit down and really talk about it, like, from a standpoint. And sometimes it might take you to, before I speak and say something, let me sit here and research it and get the facts. Now, when I speak, okay, I got the facts on it. Now, if I still feel like it's wrong after I got the facts, then that's just how I feel. Mm-hmm. But sometimes a lot of people, you know, it's, it's, it's everywhere it is, even at the job. You can talk to a person. One person you can talk to, me and you can have a conversation. <laughs> We're open-minded. We're going to have a great conversation. Then another I person can you can't you. even have a conversation with because I they're not nothing you saying. You know what I mean? I'm not sure if they hear me on this podcast. Yeah. They know exactly who they are, too. So, yeah, I mean, so, and that's a great great way to put it because, honestly, everyone's got an opinion. And I feel like you got to have the knowledge. And I'm not saying if, you, if you're choosing this, you're stupid. I'm just saying research it. Observe yeah. it. Make and sure we have what you has a reason. You got, that, you got that in between where you got them folks that's just going to follow whatever they're following. This is one thing I've read my son. My son and my daughter are always going to learn to always be a fo- be all a leader. Do not never be a follower because the ones that you follow are the ones that nine times out of ten are the ones going to suck you down. Yeah. I've learned that a long time ago. I used to be in a group that I felt like I was the most popular kid around. Something bad happened, guess what? I started getting pushed down. I started seeing what, what's going on, what, what my friends were doing at the time. And it's just like, I don't want to be a part of that. Like, I don't want that. And you can tell when you see me at work, I'm very positive most times at work because, I mean, you just got to look at a positive standpoint on things. Like, nine times a ten, what the world's going on right now, most people don't have jobs right now. Most people don't get paid what we get paid. Regardless of how hot it is, regardless of the situations that we have, I mean, yeah, we have to get up early in the morning and some things, but how many people really get to get up and go to a job knowing, hey, you could give a good lifestyle to your family just from doing this job? We and yeah, it could be no, crazy. No financial backlash with this corona. So like you said, it is mm-hmm. – for us, it's not affecting us, and yeah, yeah. For us, we 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 dread going to the job, and we we get tired of <laughs> you know we talk we're like oh, boy, I don't feel like this today. But like you said, it's somebody out here doing worse than us. So we do have to look at it and say, hey, we still able to work, we still able to feed our family, we still mm-hmm. make it hurting us. So you know, so that makes a big difference. And yeah, it takes that. You have to look at that and. You have to teach your kids that, but you know, I had I had to be taught that at a later age because I was, you know, I used to be, why well, I can't have this or I don't feel like doing this. Now I got to think about it and say, okay, there's somebody out there worse off than me. So let me get up, let me get up, let me tough it up, let me go on and go to work. You know, and I mean, I'll say this: I'm not a heavily, I'm not a heavily Christian. I mean, I don't always read the Bible, and I've even told you this before. But I wake up every morning and I just pray. I say, thank you, Lord, for letting me wake up. Because how many people get that opportunity? Not a lot. And that's one thing that people have got to start. Believe in, take advantage of what we get. Now, with everything that was going on, I mean, yes, stuff was igniting the fire. We were getting more angry. Enough is enough. The thing with Floyd, 
There was no no explanation that needs to be on that. You don't do that. You don't. Absolutely yeah. not. And I feel like, regardless of what's going on, I mean, it sucks. I mean, it sucks what's going on because, I mean, our younger generations getting raised to be mad, be angry, being yeah. told you need to choose a side and it needs to be quick. That's not what America's about. Do I need to go to college and learn politics for almost four to five years? Do I need to go to college and learn about world history or anything for four or five years to sit here and be able to say stuff about this? No. But I am going on research. I'm going on stuff to look at to make sure it's fine for me to say what I'm saying. And I feel like there is people that are researching what they're saying. And some of them have a very good reason of why they're doing what they're doing. But you also got these one or two people that are doing that's not what's supposed to be this reasoning for. And it's making it way more worse than what it needs to be. And that's where the media is going in to have that visual focus on them. And it just makes it go all around, makes them look like the high and class mighty. So say like with the rioting stuff, you have this one group that has nothing to do with what's going on. Yeah. Has nothing minded to even think about of what's going on. Except thinking, hey, I could do this and not get punished now. I'm going to go there. I'm going to do it. And those are the ones that we are talking about that should not be involved. The ones that should not have anything to what they're saying, even though we have our freedom and everything, they're making it to what it's not supposed to be about. They're making it to something that is way more than what it needed to be. Yeah, you do. You have the, you have the, what we say, you have the ignorant people in every situation. I'll let you say that. <laughs> I'll let you say that. There's some people that's just taking advantage of the situation and doing it, you know, not even for the cause, you know. Mm-hmm. So that that goes to the point where we don't take away from the cause. This this is for a bigger cause, and we're doing this for a bigger purpose. So don't take away from the cause, you know. But mm-hmm. at the same time, the media can't just shine the light on that and make that what you know take away from the cause. So you can't follow the media because the media do that. You know they're gonna they're gonna point the the camera at the negatives, the five percent negatives going on instead of the ninety five percent of the positive and why is it going on? So that that comes to you know the media do that and they're gonna push it up and post it up and and put it on the spotlight and on the first mm-hmm. that we should. Not well, one do. thing I like to say an example on is like the movie Anchorman. Like as obnoxious and dumb the movie is, they got so many viewers from a freaking car chase that was never happening. And they zoomed in on it and made that thing look so miraculous. They'd be like, oh my gosh, I got to watch this. Or like, how are they going to catch the guy? Like, who's behind the wheel and all this stuff? And it wasn't anything to happen. It was two elder people driving to their home. And, but they had that thing going crazy thinking, oh my gosh, like this thing. I feel like that's what's going on right now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like sad. And yeah. and with us being fathers of of beautiful children that 
are going to grow up to be maybe a game changer for the world. Maybe, maybe some of them might be possible presidents, possibly in the government, stuff like that. We don't know, but they're being told to make choices. Like kids should have freedom to just do what they want. Now, I'm not saying eat sugar and candy all damn day and just basically be lazy and stuff. They had a freedom to be a kid. They shouldn't have to grow up as exactly well, as they, the media and TV got them growing up. And I agree with you. On you that. Are, exactly, you like be pushed on with social media like, and everything out here. They got the kids growing up very fast. Mm-hmm. And like, cool. They should mm-hmm. you know, have the ability to be a kid, do things, make mistakes, learn, and keep it. Social mm-hmm. right now, you can't even do that. You make a mistake, and it's it's out there. It's like shame on you. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, you're getting judged by people you never knew, you know. But at the same time, I try to teach my kids that you can't worry about that because you're gonna make mistakes, and everybody else is gonna make mistakes. And as you sit there and worry about everything somebody says about you and they saying about you on social media, you're gonna you're gonna be down your whole life. So you can't worry about that. Life. You're gonna you're gonna be sucked in with them, and yeah. that, and that's that's a way to put it. I mean, yeah. a great example for this would be like high school. Like we get these labels: jocks, musicians, the geeks, the nerds. I mean, the government, student government, whatever we want to call. And I feel like this is a great example for it. Is we're having to choose the side, and that's where the problem is. That's where we need to basically go. You know what? I want to be my own. And that's where the word of the terminology will be equal. I feel like you should not be judged from the way you look, the way you act, and just see you as a normal person. But, I mean, like we've had this conversation before. Things need to change. Yes. But the way we're doing it, is that the right way? And and most times, the what the violent protests and everything, no. But like how people have been saying, they have been protesting for years and stuff. And obviously, nothing was nothing was done. Yes. Everything was brushed off and be like, okay, they'll forget about it. So now we're at the point. We're at that point now. It's like it's in our face, and there's no way to avoid it. Yes, you, you got to be a change. So obviously there's a time and it's like it's like my foot's down. It's time for something different. And we're not gonna sit here and change the subject. We're not gonna sit here and try to be like, you know what, this talk is whatever. Because like like how the athletes and stuff are doing now, they're not wanting to play sports right now because they're saying that enough is enough. Yes, and I agree. And what's my opinion on it? Guess what? They, it's their choice. Because guess what? We're Americans. We have the right to choose. Is it my choice to sit here and say, that is completely wrong. They should need to do what they're doing because they're privileged to be able to dribble a ball or throw a ball down and make millions of dollars? No. Is my opinion going to make them any less than what they are? Is that going to really hurt their feelings or what my opinion is? No. Because one person is not going to change anything. 
Yes. It's about a group. It's about a whole. It's not about divisions or anything. It's about one. And like we like we said before, man, enough is enough. But the rioting, all that stuff, they need to kind of throw that away. They need to just do it the right way and just obviously this time, just don't give up. I don't my thing is I can't say they throw the riot in the way because I don't know what the right way is. You say do it the right way, but exactly. we don't know what the right like, way is. Like I said, yes, I agree with you on that. We don't know what the right way is because we already tried it this way before. And it, like you said, it, it got okay. They turned their back on it, ignored it. It was supposed to be over and done with. So we don't know what the right way is. So rioting and everything that's going on is opening your eyes. You know, it opens mm-hmm. people's eyes and it's making them see. So right now, now I mean, just the biggest thing of what I'm saying about the rioting is when you see videos of parents leaving hospitals and their cars are getting damaged from kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that stuff. stuff. The not shit that I cannot deal with. Yeah, because with a father being an autistic father of an autistic son that has basically been in and out of a hospital since he was like two, that's enough is enough on my standpoint because yeah. I know I can relate to that. And now, some of this stuff is over the top, it's ignorant, it shouldn't be done, and that's the stuff, yeah. You need to cut that out. Yeah. Stuff you need to cut out. It's, it's, it's people that have nothing to do with this cost that's getting hurt. That's That that need to be cut out. You know, mm-hmm. I understand that, you know, for real. It's, it's a lot of stuff because, you know, test base, I'm having to my car or something, I feel a certain type of way too. Like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all out of my business with my family. So, yeah, I understand you on that. That that does touch base, you know, for the ignorant stuff and people that's out there just doing the and stuff. That's, just, and that's like, like the awkward thing. That's, that's the biggest thing, like, I, I can say about the Arbery thing. I didn't see it as a cop killing a – I mean, I didn't see it as a white man killing a black man. I saw that as a man killing someone's child. Yeah. I saw that as a man harming a loved one. And the sad thing is I couldn't see Arbery being shot. I was picturing my son being shot. I was picturing my daughter being shot. I was picturing one of my nieces, my nephews, one of my cousins, one of my loved ones being shot. If you're not able to say that type of way to relate to it, you have a very bad mind to what was going on. Yes, if something's wrong and with you, you need help, something. You should not be out there doing anything that's trying to make a stand to what something yeah. needs to be done and what's right. That situation sets a tone with everybody. That situation sets a tone, especially anybody with kids. Anybody with exactly. kids that should touch on because your kid could be out running or just minding their own business, and that can happen. And then you were like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. You know, and I don't think nobody wakes up and looks for that to happen or think that it happened, but it happens. It happens. And that's what the, the protests and these marches for, because it's happening to us a lot more right now, to black people, mm-hmm. to the black man. So we shouldn't feel scared or uncomfortable to walk the neighborhood or go run or go jog down the road or drive. You know, or sit in your house doing nothing, mind your own business. We shouldn't have to feel uncomfortable or worry about 
what's gonna happen or is this the date? You know, so yeah, that it's it's we got some bad situations going on right now and something gotta change. Some things got to change and they got to change fast. I agree. Marcus, as much as I've been enjoying talking to you, because I knew me and you were on the clock basically ta- having this good chat. <laughs> you know, we were killing time really well with this chat. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, other than when the part's been cut in and out, uh, we've been going pretty good hour. <laughs> yeah. hey, you're not, but, bro, I'm telling you right now, we are definitely going to have a part two, and we're going to finish talking about this. But I am also wanting to tell you good luck on your podcast. And, hey, man, I'm open to whenever you want to book. <laughs> and I will return the favor to have you on my podcast, and we'll do it again. You know, All right, my, man. My, so my, you, go my, ahead and leave your plug. Go ahead and leave your plug and talk podcast. about your podcast. My podcast is My Unbiased Opinion. And mm-hmm. open to anyone that want to interview. I'm open-minded to talk to anybody. You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. You know, we're going to talk about any subject, anything out there. And I mm-hmm. hope y'all are tuning in, be entertained, have fun, and continue to watch Marlo's podcast and listen to Marlo's podcast. <laughs> he on some hey. Great hey, man, I appreciate the put over on the end. <laughs> but all right, Marcus, I, I appreciate you doing this. I know it's about time for you to go get sleep. Same here. Uh, I'll see you later at work, bro. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right. Later, man. To being the new member of the Rasp Rebellion, I want everyone to go to the website, repsports, R-E-P-P, sports.com, and get 15% off on your first purchase if you do the promo code AP2420. And you have to type in the capital letters of AP2420. And like I said, you get 15% off. I know with the hard times in quarantine, honestly, supplements are going to be the best way to go. They've got BCAs. They have the energy drinks. They have pre-workouts, whey proteins and stuff. I would love everyone to go to repsports.com to get... And use the promo code AP2420, which is capital letters AP2420, to get 15% off on your first purchase. Thank y'all. All right, it's time to get to go home to first and foremost. I would like to thank Marcus Jerry for joining me today, talking about a very touchy subject, but also, man, just so good of a, a conversation. Like, we really did not want to cut it off. I mean, but obviously. When you do these podcasts, you're only on a set time limit if you're going to be able to publish them out. So we are definitely going to get a part two in here. We are definitely going to have a part two with me and Marcus Jerry. I'm hoping the best for his podcast. Y'all look, y'all get ready and get prepared and just look out for this man because this man is going to bring y'all some very good knowledge, very good podcasts, very entertaining. Uh, Marcus Jerry is very educated. Uh, I really loved the conversation when he said him and his wife are going to sit down and talk about marriage because they've, like he said, man, they've been married for almost 10 years. And I mean, obviously I've only been married for two. So obviously he has more experience and more knowledge of marriage than I do in some ways. And I mean, it's just a really, really good guy. Uh, 
I'm looking forward to when he publishes these podcasts because, like I said, y'all, he is working his tail to the bone to get prepared for these. He is doing everything and anything to make himself be successful on these podcasts. So when he gets those podcasts up, I'm waiting to find out what his title will also be. But, hey, when he gets this stuff going, man, y'all look out for him. But I want to just finish it off like we always do. I hope everyone washes their hands. Stay safe. Be safe. Be Protect your own, and I will be back when we have more bzzz down the road. Later.